Welcome to Agile in Toronto at Night, a badass Agile show. This is where you can come to join me firsthand with the people, the conversations, and the ideas that make the Toronto scene among the best in the world. Tonight, my guest is Trish Lynch. Trish is a legendary Agile coach here in Toronto, but she's even more legendary for the events she organizes and the community that she creates. She's one of the co-organizers of Agile TO, and this Saturday, June 13th, she's running an open space online. Looks like you got here just in time. Our table's ready, our guest is here, so come on in. Trish Lynch, how are you? I'm great, how are you today? I'm doing awesome. I've been looking forward to tonight for a long time. I know, I know. <laughs> Me too, even with a bit of a hiccup last week. That's all right. Take a seat. Yeah. Drinks are here. First of all, cheers. Hey. Salute. Cheers. Salute. Tell me about how you've been, Trish. I'm very well. I'm uh, yeah, doing okay, given that uh, we're all kind of locked up at home still these days. But uh, looking forward to our freedom. Me too. What's the first thing you're going to do once they open the doors back up? I will probably crack open some nice wine with friends. Nice. I'll go up to a friend's cottage, hang out there with no fear of the numbers of people. Yes, that'd be nice. And hug all my friends, I think. Oh, that's wonderful. I'll do yeah. the same thing too. I'm gonna yeah. hit some, I want to hit some shows. I want to be places. Yeah, I, I just want to go walking and not worry about who I'm running into or... Yeah, just get back to some level of normalcy. Exactly. I'm going to keep the mask, though. Yeah, I have a bunch here. I'm going to keep wearing it. Yeah, so will I for a while, (laughs) and especially, I think, giving into when the fall comes, because I think. So lately, you have been doing some telco work, am I right? I am, yeah. How are you enjoying that? Yeah, I love it. I'm working with some pretty amazing people. I always say, well, I was telling the guy I work with that... You know, every once in a while, you get this golden egg of people you're working with. Mm-hmm. You know, all the other teams are great, but they get this really super duper golden egg. And that's what I was telling them the other day that the, the teams I'm working with are just fantastic. You love the people. Oh, yeah, they're great. They're super. I'm happy for you. What's the, is it on the IT side or are you more on the business or ops side? It's actually really on the technical side. It's uh, working on the 5G network. And so it's extremely intelligent engineers and it's very technical so it's a real challenge interesting good challenge for me you know what i don't know about you trish is how you came up how did you become an agile coach scrum master how'd you get into the game oh boy i'm gonna age myself now no i won't um i started out years ago in finance when i finished school um i gravitated over to the business analyst world i saw these people working on projects in IT and I thought that sounds like a lot of fun they're always having good fun and I'm working on all these monthly deadlines quarterly deadlines and they didn't have that and I thought that's where I want to be so I moved on to the in the business analyst side was there for several years got into project management as many people do and then um, I was hired a friend of mine was the CIO of a, a company here in Toronto and they were looking for business analysts. And I, that was my first introduction to iterative software development. We were using um, Rational Unified Agile. 
but it's very uh, the software development is that we did it in a very iterative way and I, that really excited me. I loved it because it just made so much sense. And so that was the early 2000s. Wow. That was the first introduction. So, and then I didn't stay within the kind of, I didn't sort of stay within that, that sort of software development. I went back to project management. And then I was working in Ireland for a few years when I first moved uh, in there 2008, I got a job and then they wanted to do uh, a big project using Scrum. So I got back into it in 2009. How long, how long, I'm sorry to interrupt, how long were you in Ireland for? Five years. Man. Almost just shy, yeah. So my parents are from there, and because mm-hmm. I'm considered an, an this automatic citizen, so I just got my passport, flew over, and got my equivalent to social insurance number, and off to work. So what brought you back to Canada? Um, I don't know. Sometimes I wish I stayed. Um. Friends and family. I was gone a long time, and now I did keep in touch a bit, but it wasn't the same. And I think friends brought me back, and the summers. Tell me a little bit more about community from an agile perspective. What parts of what parts are you enjoying? I mean, I'm loving all the meetups, the lean coffees, all the things that happen virtually or in person. I think it's phenomenal. What What's your take on it? I love it as well. That's. Um, that's why I get so involved in, in organizing a lot of them. So my thing is, is really getting into the organizing side so I get even a greater opportunity to meet people. I know you do a lot of that work, which is why you're yeah. on, which is why I wanted to have you on the show. Let me ask you, what are you working on right now from an organizer perspective? Uh, we are bringing open space to the community this Saturday. So that's June 13th. That's correct. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to be there. What can what can we expect? <gasps> it's a big surprise. <laughs> Is there going to be booze? Because you're having whiskey, I'm having whiskey. Is it going to be a booze fest or what? Well, okay. If you insist, <laughs> <laughs> bend my arm. <laughs> yeah. All right. So maybe if somebody didn't know about open space, how would you describe it? Describe it as a. It's a. A conference-like opportunity where people come. There's no preset speakers. You come if you choose to present a topic or um, have an interactive act- activity. You can step up and volunteer to bring that to the community. Um, but a lot of people will put up different talks that they want to talk about. You can either talk or you can just attend. You can pick and choose whichever event you want to uh, visit throughout the day. Now, do you think that because it's all virtual these days, you're going to have people coming from way beyond Toronto? We hope so, because we sent out an an email originally, or a note on LinkedIn and various uh, various, uh, Slack channels and whatnot, asking people if you're interested, send us your email and we'll uh, give you information when you register. 90% of the people were from the Toronto area, but we had people interested from uh, India, Australia, uh, U.S. of course, uh, Nepal, and Vietnam. Wow. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So send me the details. You know the Slack channel, the the, the coordinates for the open space, how to register. I'll send it to my friends because I know people who. I mean, you'll have people coming from New Zealand, from the Netherlands, from the U.S. We'll get some people in there. Oh, great! I'll, uh, right after today, I will send that to you. 
Thank you for that. Now, you've done these, many of them, right? You've been doing this for a while. So right. I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot, but what's one of the most unique things that's come out of an open space that you didn't expect? Out of an open, this is my first open space. Mm. I'm organizing with Joanne and Jillian. So I've always been an attendee, but I can tell you next week what's the most exciting thing. Right, so you really don't know what to expect. Well, I know what to expect. I think somebody was asking the other day about the range of topics. And when I went to one before, the topics, a lot of people may, you might think are about, you know, agile practices and, uh, you know, how to write stories and so on and so forth. And it's, there's, it's more than that. One, uh, we've had talks on um, anxiety, dealing with stress. And it, so it goes beyond just practice, the practice, the practical of what we work at, but also dealing with how to how to deal with conflict, how to handle stress and anxiety. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You get some really interesting topics. If we're talking about things, if you're seeing people starting to speak about outside of stories, outside of mm -hmm. Jira, you know, those yeah. kinds of things are starting to go away and we want yeah. to move into different conversation domains this week i did a podcast on let's just get agile out of the software development slash it team room and it's taken on new importance for me i'll tell you why they just published the 14th annual report on the state of agile i don't know if you oh, ever, yeah. have you ever read that and i have yeah it's still like most of agile still happens in it or yes software development team room so where yes. do you, where, where would you like it to go I would like it to go so it's well it is actually going in a different direction in a, in a sense because if you see there's a large focus on business agility and that's from an, an entire organizational perspective so hr is getting involved um, sales teams are getting involved so anything every sort of what you would call a vertical within the or the, the silo per se which people might recognize more um, that's changing and it's it's more from it's going outside of IT and software development because even the group I'm in is not software development. So we're trying to adapt and be more agile in uh, throughout all areas within organizations and in different industries as well. And it's still tech though. Where you are, you're in 5G. I mean, that's still technology yeah. oriented. So from an engineering right. perspective, it's an easier sell. Every, I, I feel like everyone in tech gets agility. No problem, got it on board. The challenges that we run into is when you bump into HR people who say, well, what we've done in the past has always worked. Why don't we just keep doing that? Right, but the world is changing because um, tech doesn't always get it either. I think that's a bit of a misnomer. I think uh, people you might hear, they might have say we're moving to be agile, but it's a, it's a long process. Mm -hmm. It's a big change. Uh, it's a lot of change management within an organization. HR um, also needs to change because you're moving hierarchical uh, structure to more team-based, so it's becoming more flat. So if you're working with a team and a team succeeds, the team's rewarded, not an individual per se. And you're moving away from annual performance appraisals to feedback loops. So it's, it's very different now. Listen, I'm a consultant and I do my right. sales agile. I write my podcasts with agility. I make yeah. videos with Agile in the sense that 
I have a constantly growing and morphing backlog. New things go in, old things get finished, and some things die Correct. on the vine. And I'm constantly yep. grooming it and making it. It's got nothing to do with technology whatsoever. Nope. 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 And yet the stats and the survey still says eh, 80% technology and software dev. Yes, but also when most of the organizations as well really are are within, a lot of them have the software and IT based, right? Mm -hmm. so you're building products. I love seeing it go to startups, so places where they have a product, but it may not be technical. It could be a new hammock. There's a new polymer or a new parachute material or whatever. Yes. And I think that you can go just about anywhere with it. So I really love seeing it deploy. Correct. And I hate to say this because I'm not a fan of scaling when scaling's approached as we must penetrate 100% of the organization right. with agile practices. I get scaling, but it's so often done wrong. So I, but I do love seeing it work in smaller orgs where they're just like, how the heck do we self-organize? How do we focus on what matters so we don't leak time, money, effort? The things that to my mind, Agile was principled upon. People, different areas rewriting, if you will, the uh, Agile manifesto, because that is written for software development. Right. And there's talk, I've seen articles writing, you know, about, oh, um, we can't have different manifestos, but if it's just for software development, primarily for software development, why can't another area have a manifesto that helps with their agility as well? You got it. You got it. Right. Yeah. Now, in all the change in the past two, three months where, I mean, work from home aside, because I think we've talked about Zoom fatigue to death at this oh, point. Yeah. What are some of the things that you see will change? where Agile can help them adapt, if any? Um, I think a lot of, there's been a lot of force change, in particular in the work from home piece, where I was, where I am right now, or like pre-COVID, there was no really working from home. Now that we're all doing it, I think now the option will be you can do either or. You figure it out. I right? hope so. Yeah. yeah, I hope so too. I hope they don't go back. Uh, I think they're seeing some benefit. I think people are working harder at home, mm -hmm. longer hours and much harder. That's my take on it, because I am. <laughs> how do you how do you plan on containing that, Trish? Uh, well, after this Saturday, I'm going to sort of slow down for the summer in a lot of the organizing I'm doing. Okay. Just so I can put give myself more time, so I'm not just working my how many hours a day and then move right into spending hours on the phone every night. Mm -hmm. I haven't been enjoying the sun yet, so. Oh, um, same here. It's a shame. Yeah. So, well, it's my own fault. True, true. What what, what else are you organizing aside from um, Agile Open Space? I do Agile TO. So we do every two weeks we have quick talks, which are going quite well. Can people join those by Zoom now? Yes, Stellar. yes. They're, they're virtual. They're very quick. Sometimes they're 30 to 50 minutes every other week. And we have various people talking. It's quite, it's, it's great. Anyone's welcome to present a topic. And, uh, and is, that, uh, is that through Meetup? Yeah, so through meetup.com, there's an Agile TO Meetup. Awesome. And what do you and, think after, after this gig? Are you a contractor or you an employee? I'm a contractor. Your contract. So when, when this gig is done, are you going to change anything now that maybe we can work remotely more and maybe we'd like to enjoy the sun more? What do you think you'll change? 
I will actually, if there's more opportunity to do remote work, I may look outside Toronto. Mm. No reason why I can't. I don't prefer the 100% remote. I, mm. I, need, I need that face-to-face. And I think we all do, actually. But sure. um, if it's an option to do something from afar, I would do it. You take I'd, Oh, yeah. I'd even fly there every once in a while to, to meet everybody. I wonder if it'll be a while before we fly or not. Yeah, I was supposed to go to Ireland at the end of August, and uh, I, I was organizing a family reunion. Oh and, my God! So how yeah. much how much whiskey drinking are you going to miss out on this year? Alone? Uh, no, none. <laughs> <laughs> Just bring it back to the house. Good for yeah. you, Trish. Hey, yeah. what's so unique about the Toronto Agile scene, in your opinion? What do you think special about here? It's a it's a great community of people. It's, there's a lot of people giving back. There's uh, uh, there's so many different opportunities and buckets of people helping each other out. Mm-hmm. Very yeah, it's a very giving community. That's and right because one of the things. Sorry, yeah. No, I was, I was going to say that tech can be so closed. It can be so selfish and proprietary, and mine is mine and yours is yours. But I find Toronto, we just share better. Oh. It's amazing. I love it. So um, I joined Agile TO uh, a couple of years ago and we were, I was going to an event and at the end of it, they would have a bit of a networking, but there's such a large group of people. It was really hard to network. Yeah. So I was talking to Michael Lacourt and he suggested something called Agile Drinks and it would be just purely networking. Uh, very simple, no presentations, just a group of people getting together and networking. So I went home that night and I set the meetup up on meetup.com. I set it up. That was August of 2000, I think two years ago. And we've been running ever since. We stopped now, obviously, because we can't. We'd go to a pub and we would just, sometimes we'd have 50, 60 people come out to network. I was going to say, I thought, I thought you were going to say we'd get 50, 60 drinks. It sounds like <laughs> we drop the networking part and just make it agile drinks and you, you have a hell of a turnout. Yeah, we do get a good turnout. So... But- uh, that's a great idea because yeah. the networking part is so important because we're so stuck yes. in our cubicles and then we all hit the GO train or the TTC and we don't have a chance to really network, right? We don't get out of our own organizations. No, no. And the other thing as well I find in the Toronto, and I hear this from a lot of newcomers, within the Toronto, you know, are looking for opportunities, networking is the, the way to, to, to find opportunities here. Yeah. Where applying online is, it's, it's quite can be demotivating and I'm not quite sure of the process either I don't I don't think it's a good one but um, networking really makes a huge difference I would agree it tends to be who you know in this town exactly yeah good thing and not a great thing at the same time true I met Shahin for drinks a couple weeks ago you know him he said the reason why we had such a great community is because it's cold here and when cold when people get cold they need to laugh more and they what was it? I can't remember how you put it. They work harder or they're just, they're more social. We need, we need the warmth. I like that perspective. Is there, is there anything about Toronto people that you think makes the scene special? I think the multiculturalism of Toronto is what makes all this happen. Good point. I think we're a very open uh, city. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, there's definitely some issues and problems that we need to resolve. But uh, overall, the open city, 
uh, and I and I love it. I mean, look at just stand on the corner, and it's amazing. It's a fantastic place. That's what I wanted yeah. to ask you. When did you first come to Toronto? Or did you grow up here? Oh, I was well, born and raised. Well, no I was born way. raised in Mississauga. Yes. Oh. <laughs> We went far. <laughs> so maybe, you know, for me, I came when I went to university, but um, do you have a favorite Toronto moments? I didn't grow up here, obviously. So for me, it was always Toronto was magical because I, I mean, I lived in Napanee, Ontario. I lived in Oshawa, oh, Ontario. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, nice. So when I came here, it was all like, you know, 500 times the size of what I was used to. And so I have really specific memories of coming here. I'm curious what your favorite Toronto moments might be. Oh, I can tell you something really funny when we were kids. Oh, you'll laugh at this one. So we were out Mississauga, and on Sundays we'd all pile in, all five kids and my parents pile in the car. We we go look. Five kids. Yeah. <laughs> Irish we'd Catholic. At, Irish Catholic, I guess. That right. And we would go look at the hippies in Yorkville. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different scene now. Oh, it's totally different. Just growing up, we lived in Mississauga, so coming into the city, I would have almost the same thing. It was just like this massive, kind of intimidating big city. And then when I finished school and I started working downtown, then I just I just loved it because it just had so much to offer. It really does. Are there things that you partake in that you're missing particularly now because you can't get out? Yeah, what I really like to do is meet friends in different locations like Greek town, Little Italy, Little Portugal, go for different types of cuisine and I really miss that. Um, going to shows, like you say, I used to go see a lot of the Mervis shows with friends. Oh yeah. For dinner and that, but like there's none of that happening at all, right? So. so let's talk about the food scene. Is there a place that you, if someone were to come to Toronto, never been here before, and you're responsible for their entertainment, you want to leave a great impression, where would you send them? Um, oh boy, that's a tough one. I take them up to Greek Town for sure. Mm -hmm. I would take them for Korean food. So um, where's is there is there a, so Greek Town is a whole district Danforth, yeah. right? Yeah. What about good Korean? Where would you go? Um, there's some good places on Queen Street. I don't know exactly the name of one. It's been okay. a while since I've been down there, but yeah, there's a couple places on Queen Street. Very nice. And what would you, you know, you and I work in the core generally. We're in the financial district or, mm -hmm. or somewhere near that. Are there any sites or things that you would take him to see in that area? <laughs> what I did one time before, this is terrible. This wasn't that long ago. I had some relatives come and I took them to CN Tower. I didn't go up. <laughs> I just said, here, you go up. <laughs> no, because it's what, 75 bucks to go? No, because I've been, I've done it about 25 times. <laughs> That's a good point. It does get boring, doesn't yeah. it? All yeah, right. here you go, and I'll, I'll meet you after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I just take them walking around, and they just love the city. Yeah, it's such a great place to, I mean, yeah. it's so populated and dense, and in the summertime especially, there's a buzz on the streets. It's just yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Now, conference-wise, are you involved in the conferences here in the, in the city? Um, I haven't been yet, but there's I'm talking with a few people about potentially putting one on. Oh, fantastic. Next year. So, yeah, that's Good. just very early stages. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, it's hard to plan because we don't know if we're ever going to see the sun again, basically. But that's what we were talking about last night. So. Right, right. Yeah. All right. Well, anything else going on for you that you'd like to uh, other people to know about? Um, just the open space this weekend. Anyone's more than welcome that hasn't heard of it and is interested in signing up. We have lots of room. Um, there's no big cap on it right now. And um, 
anyone's welcome to come out to Agile TO. It's a it's a great opportunity to connect with uh, with folks in the community. Right and if anyone has any questions, more than happy to reach out to me. I'm more than happy to help out on uh, on LinkedIn. If I don't know something, I can connect them with someone in the community again. Help them. That's amazing, Trish. I've been looking forward to speaking to you for quite a while now. I want to thank you not only for joining me tonight, but also for everything you do for the community by being there, setting these things up, organizing, and just being a part of it. I mean, it's people like you that help it grow and make it what it is. So thank you. No, I'm very happy to do it. And um, I get a lot out of it personally. I bet you do. Yeah, but uh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's great to see you. And thank you so much. And let's let's do this again. Absolutely. Anytime. Have a great night, Trish. You too. Take care. So there you have it, guys. Trish Lynch. Make sure you join her this weekend, June 13th, for the Agile Open Space. Reach out on LinkedIn. Find yourself a spot on an upcoming Agile TO. Links are in the show notes. Hope you guys had a good time like I did. I'll see you next time. As always, you can find me at badassagile.com. 